1: Two-pitch, ball lined to Yount, it's short, he throws, it's over! The Brewers have won the American League pennant! Milwaukee, you have a World Series! Hit in the air. Yount makes a great catch and one! The Amos has thrown the first no-hitter in Milwaukee Brewer history! Swings and here it is! A face hit in the right center. He's done it. 3,000
0: for Robin. And there's a drive to the left field. This is hit well. And it's gone. What a A two-run home run. The Brewers take the lead. Morgan, a smash up the middle. Face hit.
2: You're cruising for a bruising with me, Andrew Snyder. And me, Adam McGee. As we talk all things, Milwaukee Brewers for the Eurostep Podcast Network and Blue Wire Podcast. Uh hey, the Milwaukee Brewers won a series, went into the the city with the terrible, terrible chili, and came away with three wins. Uh, it was a wonderful weekend winning the first three games of a four-game series with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh to uh to write the ship, create good vibes heading into a six-game homestand. But before we get into all of that, Adam, happy Tuesday! It's weird to be doing a Tuesday podcast.
3: Hello, Andrew. With a, you now, right? You've changed the spelling yes. of your name at this. Point. Yeah, the
2: the paperwork is underway.
3: Um, is the chili terrible? I won't. I won't mention the name because you know no free ads, Andrew. But is it terrible?
2: Have you I had it? I think. I think it's sludge that tastes <laughs> like cinnamon and uh uh there's another spice in there. What uh is, is there some nutmeg in there? I don't like it. It's not good. People need to stop pretending it's good. I know, you know, just, just an opinion I hold and wanted to come in really hot against the city of Cincinnati. Wow. I, I mean
3: I saw some some really nice photos of some point. in this series of the stadium perched at the edge of the water and I was like, oh, it looks like a looks like a nice place to go and take in a game. And I just Andrews just laid ruin to the entire city of Cincinnati and the, the culture that the people there care so deeply about.
2: Mm, mm-hmm. Uh I don't <laughs> doubt that the uh the ballpark is a lovely place to take in a baseball game. You know, I just don't think that, you know, diarrhea dumped on spaghetti noodles <laughs> constitutes a proper meal that's just you know a pet an opinion of mine but if if someone else does i don't want to hold that against them
3: well, i haven't expected this podcast to start but yeah here we
2: are yeah adam anytime i've been playing mlb the show until until late into the evening and we have a podcast you never know what's going to come out of my mouth uh but yeah uh, other than me laying waste to chili uh, the vibes are high. The vibes are good. Uh, the Brewers are winning baseball games again, and we're getting good news on the injury front. How are you feeling? While I pull up uh, the news and notes section,
3: I'm feeling good. Um, we we wanted four games, didn't get them. We got three though. I'll take a three one series win with how how things have been going. It's it's been a rare thing. Um, It's been a rare thing to just see some runs being scored to kind of get a sense of just some joy flowing through Brewers fans once again. But we got there and it might just be the Reds, but this is something we talked a lot about last year. Part of being in this division is you should beat some of these teams. Um, The Reds are better than they were a year ago. And this is still trending towards being better than some of the returns the Brewers had against the Reds last year. So very pleased to see the Brewers go and take three out of four, particularly what the lineup looked like throughout this series. This is some really impressive stuff going on. A few guys stepping up in a big way that we certainly can't take for granted. And again, I'd be concerned about, just how sustainable all of this is, but to transition to news and notes, maybe it doesn't have to be quite as sustainable because some returns are on the horizon.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we So we've gotten some good news on a lot of injury fronts. We'll start there before going to some of the bad news. Um, injury updates on Luis Arias. Luis, Luis Arias has returned to the lineup. He uh, was called up for the... Uh, final game of this series against the Cincinnati Reds and was in the lineup at third base. And then I think he had a little time at the second base. Uh, mostly tough day at the plate, as all Brewers had, but he did draw a walk and made a really nice play at third base. Um, Willie Adamas has rehabbed um, for the Timber Rattlers, hit a homer and a double in a game on Sunday. It's going to have two games with Nashville and then should rejoin the Brewers on Thursday. Eric Lauer starting a rehab assignment with Nashville on Tuesday. Matt Bush is starting a rehab assignment with Nashville on Tuesday. And then Jesse Winker, I think, is the last of those names that will start a rehab assignment with Nashville this week. Obviously, um, the two big names that we're looking forward to seeing back with the team on that list is Arias and Adamas, uh, and then also uh, Wade Miley is uh, starting a rehab assignment with Waze Biloxi um, yeah. this weekend, and he's hoping to be a one-and-done and back into the rotation very soon. We'll see if that ends up being the case. But, yeah, it seems like the Cavalry is coming. Obviously, some of the bad news on that front is Adam McAlvey tweeted earlier in the week that Brandon Woodruff's timeline looks more along the lines of the All-Star break, which is what we had speculated uh, a few months ago, but all in all, good to get some good news on the injury ledger this week. It is. I'm
3: a little bit uh, hesitant on some of this because if I'm honest, I don't know if, how many of these guys I actually want to see back. Willie Damos and Wade Miley, they're no brainers. It will be great to have them back. Um, We'll see what version of Eric Lauer comes back. Hopefully it's a fixed version of Eric Lauer who can slot back into being really the guy he hasn't been at all this year. Um, We just don't need any more of the 2023 season, Eric Bauer, so far. And beyond that, I don't know, Andrew. Do we really need to see Matt Bush again? I I thought we were done with that. I really thought we were done with that. I don't know what good will necessarily come from I think I there are some guys, and we'll get a chance to talk about them as we transition to the series, who are stepping up and are being... Pretty consistent, and even in higher leverage roles, someone like Elvis Pagueros doing a really nice job. Yo piamp has been doing great. Bryce Wilson. Peter Strzelecki has kind of steadied down after some of his struggles. And the bullpen looks good. Um not entirely convincing. It's not the best it could possibly be, but it looks good. Even Trevor McGill, who had a one tough outing in this series, but bounced back quite nicely too. I don't know if we need just the level of wildcard in there that I feel like Matt Bush is at this point. But we'll see. Maybe, maybe he'll come back healthy. He'll prove me wrong. And yeah, we'll we'll have the perfect eight inning guy back in the mix, which is something that the Birds have struggled with this year.
2: Yeah. Uh I don't want to see him in a high-leverage inning until he piles up a few scoreless innings in non-high-leverage situations. I'll say that, so I will uh, echo your trepidation. Um, But we're going to see him again, and we'll see how this goes. Uh, I hope he rights the ship and can have a a good Milwaukee Brewers tenure after all. Uh, I think... Some things that have also happened since we last spoke. The Brewers officially released Luke Voit after designating him for assignment. Uh, Blake Perkins was recalled from the Nashville Sounds, and we saw him on, uh, in the lineup over the weekend. In uh, one of the games this weekend, Darren Ruff going over to catch uh, a foul ball by the tarp, ended up uh, having a deep lacer- laceration on his knee, and then that also revealed uh to be a, a worse injury, where I think there was a fracture in there as well. So he was moved to the 60-day IL. So, you know, amidst the positive injury news, we had to have a few issue issues slipped into there. Uh, and I promise I'll, I'll go quick, Adam, there's just a lot going on. Uh, Tyrone Taylor back to the IL, um, 10-day IL, uh, retroactive to June second, the right elbow barking again. With Taylor, I wonder if this is a situation where this elbow is just going to take away the larger part of his season. He's not played well uh, at the plate, especially since coming back. And I just don't know how much we're going to see from Tyrone Taylor, uh, especially once Sal Frelick is healthy and, and ready to make his MLB debut. Um, so, you know, not great news on Tyrone Taylor front. And then I think uh, the final two roster moves we have to talk about are Jake Cousins was recalled and then sent back down nearly immediately after a poor outing and Bennett Seuss is back with the Brewers. Uh, last but not least, the the most recent uh, move in shuffling the roster to get um, Louisa Rios back, Mike Barasso was actually the corresponding uh, move and he sent back to the Nashville Sounds. So I think that has caught us up on all of the news and notes um, if I missed anything, you let me know, Adam. I feel like that's it.
3: Uh, I, in fact, I had missed that. Russ was the guy I sent down.
2: Um, so it surprised yeah. me at the time, and then I, in looking into the numbers, he's been sneaky disappointing just based on what his role is, because he provides you no value with the glove, and he just hasn't hit at all. So uh, oh, hopefully, o- he can o- find Miller his
3: groove. Drinking his milkshake because yeah, you, you're getting. So. You're getting really good defense and he's hitting, which are two things you're not necessarily getting from, from Brasso. Brasso had that tro, is that the third game of this series? that high tro to Rowdy. Yeah. Which You're just like, all right, my guy. Okay. He
2: got his, uh, redemption later in the inning, just a perfect hop where he was able to turn that double play. But as he's loading up for the throw, I'm like, Oh, is this going into right field? But it didn't, uh, we hope Brasso finds his swing at Nashville. Um, but so while surprising on the surface, when, when I looked deeper into it, I was like, you know what? They're going to yeah. ride out what Owen Miller, what Monasterio is doing. Um, and obviously Bryce Terrain gives you great value with the glove. What happens when really Domus gets back Thursday is something that we'll get to talk about on a podcast Thursday. So, uh, diving ahead into the series, obviously, Adam, this was a, a very fun series with some, uh, dramatic moments. Corbin burns on the mound against, uh, Brandon Williamson. And, uh, Corbin, for the most part, was was very good. We've talked about how he's had an up and down season and uh this looked like it was going to be that for a while, but he ended up settling in and going through six innings. Uh the Brewers probably the actual like story of the weekend for me is Joey Weimer continues to hit the ball very hard. Uh in the second inning, he crushes a four hundred and thirty-two foot homer. Um, to left center to score himself. And Christian Yelich makes it 2-0 early. Uh, The Brewers would give away that lead. Nick Senzel, uh, fielder's choice, scored uh, Luke Fraley. Uh, He tried to. That's not Luke Fraley. Luke uh, Fraley plays for the Rays. That's Jake Fraley. Uh, Jake Fraley would score uh, on that ground out. They tried to get him down to the plate. It would not happen. In the third inning, the Reds take the lead on a Jonathan India two-run homer. Uh, The Brewers would tie in the fourth on a Victor Caratini ground out the first scoring Christian Yelich. So it's 3-3 after four. Uh, Corbin Burns goes six innings, two hits, three runs. They were all earned, four walks, seven strikeouts. Uh, The last out of the game he will record was a pop fly sort of in between the mound in first base. He makes the catch and just absolutely fires the baseball into the ground, uh, chirping at the umpire as he runs off the field. Uh, You know, he's known to do things like that, like, Sometimes, I thought at first it was him just like messing with Rowdy as they'll, as they'll do from time to time, like when he caught the pop-up and sprinted into the dugout. Instead, he was unhappy with the strike zone, continued to to chatter with the umpire uh, in between innings, and then was promptly ejected from the game. So I don't know if he had any thoughts on that, but I don't think uh, DJ Rayburn, I think it's his name, I don't think they're going to be exchanging Christmas cards this year.
3: He he stuck at it for a while. Let's see. I mean, he had good reason to be angry too with some of the pitches that had come up just before that, where he's thrown really good pitches and getting no reward. But yeah, he it's one of those things we've talked about before, and I think it's it's always interesting in looking at how well he's pitching because he has talked about I guess his transformation into Sal Young winner, Corbin Burns. Part of that was getting control of his emotions. It just feels wrong when Corbin runs hot, but when he runs hot, he really, really
2: runs hot. Yeah, he was uh, boiling. Uh, from there, the scoring would stop until extra innings. The Brewers got scoreless relief from Joel Piams, Peter Shres-Leffi, uh Devin Williams, um, as well as Elvis Piguero, who pitched a, a very dramatic bottom of the 10th to keep them in the baseball game into the 11th, and the 11th, they would finally crack through in extras. Uh, Victor Caratini, Fielder's Choice, again, um, would score Brian Anderson to make it 4-3. Bryce Tereng, uh, RBI Fielder's Choice, scored Andrew Monasterio to make it 5-3. Uh, Bryce Wilson comes on to the bottom of the 11th, allows the, uh, the, we'll call him the Manfred Runner again, to score on a Kurt Casale double but that's all that he would allow. Brewers win this one 5-4 to four in dramatic fashion. Great work from the bullpen um, and, you know, hitting ground balls and, and lagging them out. Uh, not the way you're always going to score, but uh, when in time of need, do it any way you can. And the Brewers did, and they got the win. Uh, moving on to, to Saturday, Adam, the Brewers are facing a pitcher I know you have a lot of time for, Graham Ashcraft. Uh, funny nicknames, uh, that you've said to me in private about him. Are they the, the most mature nicknames? No, Adam, but we like them when the Brewers are piling up runs against them. Colin Ray on the mound for the Brewers, uh, Brewers score first in the first inning, uh, rally to let single scores Christian Yelish makes it one to nothing. The Reds answer in the first, uh, Spencer Steers infield single, uh, scored Matt McClain, uh, Want to shout out Andrew Monasterio, Andrew Monasterio there, because that ball easily could have gotten by him. Absolutely smoked it, but kept it on the infield and limited the damage to one run there. Uh, we're, we're loving the Monasterio run so far. Uh, in the second inning, Blake Perkins comes through in a big spot. His first career MLB RBI on a single to right field scoring. Monasterio makes it 2 1. Yelich follows with a single to center to make it 3 1. Owen Miller, RBI, a fielder's choice, makes it 4 1. And then a Joey Weimer bases loaded walk in the third, makes it 5-1. Leading up to the big moment where Blake Perkins uh, sends his first Major League homer into the stands in right field, and it was a grand slam to make it 9-1. Big moment for Perkins, uh, a guy who really looked overmatched uh, during his first Major League call-up and his first two plate appearances in this game. Drives and runs and drives and runs in the biggest way possible. Uh,
3: first I'd like to clear up I've never said anything disparaging about Graham Ashcraft. Uh in fact, I, you know, I'd love to see more of him. Could we can we see him every every single day? Would that be possible? Can we set that up? He just he just starts every day for whatever team the Brewers are playing. But yeah, Andrew's trying to Andrew's playing a dangerous game. Andrew Andrew needs to be careful because I'll pin all sorts of things on him. Um, wow. <laughs> as for Perkins, it kind of, uh, my, my biggest surprise at this was just how cool he was about it all, because it was entirely unbelievable to me, even just kind of when he hit it in the contact, it wasn't like, oh, well that one's gone, but like Perkins Grand Slam, you've, uh, you certainly got to take that. Yeah. Does it doesn't get? Much better than that, and in terms of what the brewers are left to work with and just making the most out of the breaks you get, 5 RBI from, from Blake Perkins is a real game changer. And I'm glad that the brewers ultimately didn't waste it.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.
2: They sure didn't. Uh, this game would get a little hairy, though. Um, in the third, Jonathan India's ground out, makes it 9-2, to scoring Matt McLean. Uh, the aforementioned Jake Fraley, not Luke Raley, homers to make it 9-3. In the third, William Contreras grabs one back in the fourth with a solo shot to center. And then in the sixth inning, uh, with Trevor McGill on the mound, uh, things would get a little out of sorts. Kevin Newman, sack fly, scores uh, Fairchild to make it 10-4. Jonathan India, two-run single, scores Kirk Casale and Matt McClain to make it 10-6. That takes us to the ninth inning. Jake Cousins would start this inning, two hits and a walk uh, to put the Brewers in a bad spot. He does not record out. Devin Williams comes on, walks a pair himself, walks uh, a run in, uh, but it would not be their, their undoing necessarily. Um, so off of uh, Cousins, a Spencer Sear single, scores fairly to make it 10-7. Devin walks um, TJ Hopkins to make it 10-8, but then... Devin uh, with back-to-back strikeouts to, to round out the game. Three strikeouts in total in the inning, and the Brewers win 10-8. to So mess made in the ninth, but Devin cleans it up and gives the Brewers a win. Moving on to to Sunday's game, the Brewers trying to to secure the series win before Monday's finale, and they would do that. Uh, got off to a great start in the first, and Andre Monasterio, three-run homer, scores himself. Um and Owen Miller, and John Singleton. Uh, So we mentioned Singleton briefly. Um, So with the rough injury and obviously other DH first base types uh, either not on the roster or hurt, uh, Singleton gets his opportunity. Um, He had not been in the big leagues uh, for quite some time. Um, Trying to find the exact uh, date, but uh, Singleton's story is obviously one that we've kept an eye on in the offseason when he was added to the 40-man briefly, and now he's finally getting his chance back in the big leagues. Um, and you, it was great so, to Sorry see.
3: To, to cut across you, but
2: I don't know how on top of the
3: story you are. Maybe I should have checked before asking. Is it really just what it seems on the surface for me playing catch-up of? He missed in total, I guess, 150-plus games over the years? Suspended due to marijuana. Is that... Is that what we're talking about? Because it's kind of wild. I know, I know where we're at, I know what the situation in baseball is, but uh, I find even still in I mean in the year plus that I've been watching Brewers games and he's played well at Nashville, and he's increasingly been someone who was always, you know, just a couple of injuries away. Um, even when it comes up, it kind of feels like I don't, I don't know. I'm just when I actually dove in, I'm like, well, what did happen to this guy the way people talk about him? It, I was just kind of a little bit blown away because he played very well in this series, too, which I was glad to see from
2: Yeah, we, we, we talked about it at the time that we think that if this had happened during a different, like, even, like what are we, what are we, eight years later, uh, that he probably wouldn't have been punished so severely and shouldn't have been. And uh I don't know. I haven't dug into the depths of the story. I think there may be races. more.
3: There may, I don't know. But that's what, that's part of why I'm asking. So people can let us know if there is more.
2: I don't I don't think uh I don't think he like did anything more more severe than that. Sure, right? no, I mean, no. I think, no that's... I think it was just the cumulative n- number of the uh marijuana suspensions ended up with him, you know, without a team he goes and plays in Mexico and kind of uh gets back on track in terms of his career. And then obviously spent time with Nashville last year and this year and walked up a storm and, uh, showed some power. So, uh, I think I, I was listening to the Milwaukee journal sentinels podcast, uh, last night and Jr Radcliffe made the comment or it might've been Kurt Hogue now friend of the podcast, uh, that this guy must really love baseball to go through all that he's gone through to get back. Sure. So, uh, yeah, definitely a cool story, and he, he's only got the one infield single right now and a crushed fly ball to uh, foul territory in right field. Hit a ball, another ball hard last night, but I'm kind of liking the at-bats so yeah, far. Yeah, I, and... I feel
3: like there's something there. Like uh, In terms of, uh, I mean, we could talk true. Well, I guess we probably already have passed the point where we'd be talking about some of it, but in terms of him sticking around, I mean, being a lefty is obviously an issue. <laughs> And particularly with how Rowdy is being treated against left-handers this season. But I, I have found quite a lot to like about his approach so far.
2: Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping Jesse Winker just becomes John Singleton. That would be ideal, but I don't know that that's gonna happen when Winker's back in the healthy since he's already uh, making plans to rehab. Uh nevertheless. Uh Adrian Hauser on the mound, like we said. John Singleton in the lineup. Andrew Monasterio stakes the Brewers to a 3-0 lead in the first. Uh, Victor Caratini adds to the lead in the fifth with a solo homer. Owen Miller tacks on another run with a single-scoring Joey Weimer. Makes it 5-0. Adrian Hauser, outstanding in this game. We talked about uh, the tough start against Toronto. Uh, Some of it was hard luck. Some of it was just, you know, balls in play. That'll happen. Seven innings, six hits, a run, uh, no walks, two strikeouts. Uh, 13 of his 21 outs recorded were via the ground out. That's when you know Adrian Hauser's cooking and the infield defense was was doing their job and making plays for him. Um, the Reds would get a run in the seventh off of Hauser. Uh, the TJ or Jake Fraley, um, home run to left center. The TJ Hopkins homer would come yesterday. Uh, ben Lively was the man that uh, took all the damage fr- from the Brewers. He went seven innings. Six hits, five runs. They were all earned three walks, five strikeouts to two homers. Uh, scoreless relief work, again, from Elvis Peguero, um, who was excellent in the series. And then Peter Shazlecki closes out the ninth to give the Brewers a 5-1 win. Any thoughts on Hauser or anything else in this game, Adam?
3: Great seeing him bounce back. I mean, we would take and kind of accept if things are going to even out that once every three to four starts, he's going to have a stinker. And he's going to be as good as he has been otherwise, that would be a big, big result for the Brewers. I mean, I think you'll accept that from most starting pitchers. I think you certainly would from Hauser. But as you said, this is an example where he's really locked in. Um, everything coming back at him pretty much. With the exception of the home run is on the ground. And yeah, the infield defense was certainly up to the task. Um, shout out to Andrew Monasterio just generally. A lot of really nice plays. And um, defensively that I couldn't be much more impressed. And I guess somewhat surprised, I guess this is part of the fun of like Monasterio and singleton guys like that come up and it's like, yeah, they're, they're certainly not on the younger end of the scale, but it is a reminder that yeah, there's a lot of guys who are just really, really good AAA players for a long time. And the situation arises, they're capable of coming up and contributing. It's going to be tough for Monasterio because he has, being so so good, and yet that is a real squeeze where the opportunity may not be as obvious as it would be over a first base in terms of what will happen when everyone's back healthy, but he can't really do much more than he has been to contribute to the Brewers picking up quite a few wins when he's had to step up into the limelight.
2: Yeah, he's he's definitely been um impressive thus far. Um and like we said on the last episode is during this time period with all of the injuries and uh, poor performance from guys who were supposed to be key contributors, guys like him stepping up for a moment (laughs) could be part of what keeps them in the division race this season. Obviously the bad division is part of it, but like Andre Monasterio comes up and has a killer week and all of a sudden you win three out of four games against the Reds. Obviously that's not the only reason, but, uh, final game of the series uh, would pit Julio Tehran against Andrew Abbott, making his first career start. Uh, that's how I used to spell my first name. He's got the the E in there. Uh, and Abbott, like many left-handers do, uh, dominated the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, he's, uh, I think, a highly regarded prospect, so we should expect to see him quite a bit over the next few years. Uh, Julio Tehran was excellent again. I mean this is three starts in a row where he just gives you more than you could ever expect. I mean, in his first start, I think it was, um, he, he did more along the lines of what I expected his role to be even in the best of times. I would have thought that, you know, his role is going to be a five and dive type of guy where you get your five innings in, in the books and you exit the game. Instead, he's followed that up with a six-inning outing against Toronto and now six and a third against the Reds. Just couldn't be more impressed with what he's given. Uh, The Reds would score twice via the solo homer in this game, Uh, the first one coming in the third inning um, from Stuart Fairchild and the second coming from Tyler Stevenson in the fourth inning. So 2-0 Cincinnati after the fourth. And the bats did not have it against Abbott or the bullpen. Uh, six runners left on base 0 for six runners in scoring position. Uh, just three hits on the day. The no hit bid was broken up by a Joey Weimer double. He would add another double <laughs> to his ledger. And then the only other hit came via a infield single from Owen Miller. Uh, Yeah, that kind of was what it was. Andrew Abbott, Buck Farmer, Lucas Sims, and then in the ninth, um, Edwin Diaz's brother, um, Alexis Diaz, came on to close things out. He was looking particularly nasty, and (laughs) the bats registered by the Brewers in that ninth inning uh, made it look like they have no chance. The Brewers got two-thirds scoreless from Hobie Milner with a strikeout, and then Trevor McGill bounces back with a scoreless inning with two strikeouts, no hits, no walks, no runs. But uh, not the Brewers' day at the plate Um, after the way the first three games of the series go. Uh, you're not happy about it, but it sort of just is what it is. You take three out of four and set yourself up in a good spot heading back for the homestand.
3: Yeah, and I mean, I was really impressed by Abbott. I think a little bit more so than, than you might have been. I just thought he pitched really, really well, particularly given circumstances. You always think with someone major league debut... Um particularly highly a prospect. Definitely, definitely their number one pitching prospect. I was trying to think. I don't believe he's their number one prospect overall, but certainly that would be LA Dela Cruz. Right. So he's their number one pitching prospect. Um as you said, who they're around working just really efficiently, just seems be doing a great job of getting fast outcomes. Um there's not really a whole lot of messing around, and that's you get six and a third through just 86 pitches which has been part of, I think, what has given him the opportunity to go six, and in this case, even dip a toe in it going six plus, as opposed to being someone who's given him four to five innings. Stuff is working really well. Looks Looks really good. Just continue to hold it down where possible. I do feel a little bit sorry for him because he has not been getting run support so far True, his pretty good starts. It feels that's been, I mean, it's inconsistent for quite a few Brewers, pitchers of light, but he hasn't quite got the run support that he's deserved maybe from some of his outings so far. And yeah, I guess other than that, Joey Weimer is the story here. Um, mullet back in tow for this game. Celebrated with a couple of doubles. Something something is clicking for Joey Weimer, and that's pretty exciting. Could Could be a very big deal if he can keep up what he's shown. I guess over the last couple of series at this point...
2: Yeah, it was three for nine, I think, uh, in the last series, hit some balls hard. Um, And then obviously, this series, he just absolutely tore it up. But to me, and this is without any data or looking into the numbers at all, what it seems like he's doing is just one of the issues in the beginning of the season was it it seemed like he was swinging at the pitch that the pitcher wanted to swing at, and that swing at, and that resulted in a lot of ground balls or swings and misses. And now he's tending to wait for his pitch and getting one that he can clobber and doing it. Obviously, still had a few uh a bad strikeout in the series or a ground ball out but for the most part like it seems like something has clicked for him and when they they asked him I think earlier in the week if he's made adjustments uh after like his first few months in the big leagues and I think his only answer was I've made many or something so he didn't really elaborate but it I mean it sounds like something's clicking he was mic'd up uh on Friday's Apple TV game that was great give me that cheese is what he yelled when uh he hit the homer so yeah Weimer's just you know So fun to watch him play baseball and to watch a a player on the fly in his first year in baseball just seem to figure something out is uh, pretty exciting as a fan. Yeah, let's hope it continues. We're manifesting it, Adam. Uh, Moving on to the Master Brewer leaderboard. Uh, Some of these will come as no surprise based on the way uh, we talked about them over the podcast. We've got three guys in the two beer club this week. Uh, Adrian Hauser. For giving those seven innings. Uh, No walks, six hits, one run, two strikeouts. Joey Weimer, five for 12. A homer, two doubles, four runs, three RBI, and four walks. The the four walks there also. Very impressive. Blake Perkins, two for 10, grand slam, uh, five RBI, two runs. Victor Caratini gets a single beer, two for nine, one run, three RBI, one home run. Came up uh, with the big ground outs uh, in spots. Had the the homer where uh, particularly, um, I should have added this to the ledger when you were saying why I should you get a beer. He, during the homer, he kind of accidentally dropped the bat onto the opposing catcher and the catcher looked like, uh, it was just like a, a great affront to his, uh, his being. And I, I found that just absolutely, uh, hilarious. I meant to, uh, say it to you in the moment, but forgot Julio around six and a third, one walk, six hits, two runs, five strikeouts. Devin Williams, two innings pitch, two walks, no hits, no earned runs, four strikeouts. Got out of that mess on Saturday. Peter says that lucky looking like, uh, He's finding his way back to um, becoming a or being a very reliable back in bullpen arm. Two innings pitch, had a hit by pitch, but no runs, two strikeouts. Elvis Figueroa again, getting out of uh, the bottom of the 10th inning on Friday, then providing another scoreless inning, no runs, two strikeouts. Uh, Bryce Wilson uh, closes things down in the 11th and also provides um, two scoreless elsewhere in the series. Uh, One walk, no runs. Andrew Monasterio. Four for 12, two walks, one double, one homer, three runs, three RBI, a stolen base. And that will take us through 60 games. Devin Williams leading the way with 14 beers. Peter lucky and Brian Anderson with 10. Bryce Wilson and Rowdy Tiles with nine. Joey Weimer, Owen Miller, Christian Yelich, Yoel Pimes with eight. William Contreras on seven. Corbin Burns and Willie Domus on six. Elvis Pugero, Hobie Milner, Freddie Peralta, Bryce Tarang, Wade Miley, Garrett Mitchell with five. Adrian Hauser, Victor Caratini, Colin Ray with four, Julio Tehran, Andrew Monasterio, Jesse Winker, Eric Lauer, Jake Cousins, Blake, or uh, yeah, with three, Blake Perkins, Trevor McGill, Brandon Woodruff, Gus Farland, Javi Guerra, Tyrone Taylor with two, Luke Voigt, Mike Brasso, Matt Bush, Tyson Miller, Darren Ruff, Abraham Toro with one. 60 games, Adam. Uh, we've got uh, 102 more. That's how math works.
3: Before we look ahead to the series, maybe we just take a brief look at the standings. The Pirates have won six straight, so they have retaken the lead in the NL Central. They're half a game up on the Brewers. The gap for the Brewers to the Reds is five games. Notably, the Cardinals are slumping again. They've lost four straight, only won three of their last ten. Brewers are seven and a half up on the Cardinals once again. I am still kind of operating on it's the Cardinals that scare me. It's the Cardinals, and you look personnel-wise. They're the team that I want the really meaningful cushion over. It was concerning me that it was disappearing. Honestly, if you'd asked me a couple of weeks ago, I probably would have bet on the Cardinals to have closed the gap to the Brewers at this point. And instead, they have timed it where they have started to fall backwards while the Brewers have come up with a, a timely... Series win in a four-game series. Um, the Pirates just still feel a little streaky, but at what point do we just have to really focus, shift all focus to this is a race with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and beyond that, forget your Cubs, forget your Cardinals, forget your Reds. The Reds are third in the division. Like we we spend a lot of time talking about how bad the division is, but it's also, I feel tough even at 60 games in, for a fan to get a read on, because you're like, maybe in part for us too, this is, as we keep talking about, we have yet to see the Pittsburgh Pirates play the Brewers, which is very strange, but I'm, I'm still in a place where I'm like, it, should I just be, should I be locked in and like, it's all about the Pirates now, this is, this is what we should be watching for, checking in, maybe not every series at this point, but every couple of series, it's like, okay, what are the Pirates up to, or is the fear of I guess the weapons that the Cardinals have at their disposal clicking going on a big run still what you would be worried about in terms of who comes out on top of the NL Central.
2: Yeah, i I find myself in a similar situation because looking at the National League standings and seeing the the Cardinals have the lowest win percentage does not compute. Uh, maybe, maybe their their pitching is just. Too bad. They're starting pitching. And this is who they are. Maybe there's a middle ground there. Maybe they go on the tear we all think they're going to go on. They got walked off by the Rangers last night. Uh, Like, I don't know. I'm... I still don't know what to make of the Pirates as well. And we will get to see them up close for three games in Milwaukee and then three games in Pittsburgh very soon. So that will be the first time we really get to see them up close um and then we can maybe make some some judgments there yeah june 16th through the 18th in milwaukee and then june 30th through july 2nd in pittsburgh so six games uh in june and uh, july to kind of get a better look and a better read on things maybe they'll have completely cooled off by then maybe the brewers will be the one that helps do that um I think they're going to pile up two more wins at least this week. I have watched their game against the A's last night because I have no life. Uh, and the A's are just – they're an absolute – now, I don't want to say this. Or yeah, I will say just, who cares.
3: Just don't, no, just don't. They're that's an
2: embarrassment like, to baseball. and it's uh,
3: They're going to win a series against the Brewers that – this is <laughs> – I'm, I'm just that, looking at no, it. It's just that, there, and I'm like, that's a sweet. that's a, sweep. Nobody's that's a sweep. And the more That's I think a, of it as a sweep, the more I get concerned that it'll actually go wrong, and we'll be like, "Oh come on!"
2: The, if that happens, Adam, we have bigger problems to to talk about next week. That is n- that is unacceptable. So uh, they're twelve and fifty. I know. They, I know. I watched. I watched their game last night. I, well, I won't say anymore. You're right. I won't say anymore. We'll talk about the A's That's next week. Not,
3: and... We can. You know, you can give them the Cincinnati treatment when, we've, got when the, we've when we've taken what we want from the series. You can open the pot after that, and you I'll can uh, say whatever you want about the El A's. But until I'll, until the wins over, are in the bank,
2: I'll overcorrect. Um, top three in their order looked great last night. Old friend Estee Ruiz, uh, well, right? Yeah, he got he got caught stealing in the ninth, but uh, Ryan Noda, Brent Rooker, just excellent ballplayers. Uh, Moving on to the look ahead quickly. um, The Brewers will return home, as we mentioned, uh, to face the Baltimore Orioles, the scary Baltimore Orioles. They're good at baseball. Uh, 640 Central start today, Tuesday, June 6th, Freddie Peralta versus Kyle Gibson. Wednesday, June 7th, a 640 Central start, Corbin Burns versus Dean Kramer. Uh, Thursday, June 8th, a 110 Central start. Kyle Bradish against Colin Ray. And then those A's do come to town for three games before a mini road trip to Minnesota. And then that aforementioned Pirates series. So tough series ahead for the Brewers coming off of a series win, three out of four against the Reds. And then the A's come to town with the fearsome top of their lineup. And uh, we'll go from there.
3: All right, that does it for this episode. So make sure you never miss an episode. Subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. That's cruising for a bruising. should also follow the rest of the GSPN podcasts. We've got the Eurosep Podcast Network, the main feed home to all things Milwaukee books. Ty and Rohan posted an episode yesterday. At long last, the Bucks have finally officially announced Adrian Griffin as their new head coach. He will have a press conference later today. And there will be another pod on the feed, either tonight or early tomorrow, breaking down all of that, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. Numak and Jordan, have you covered in all things Package for Talking to Tundra? Andrew and I, talking all things pop culture. I'll make time for this. And that's pretty much it. Until the next time, thanks again to all of you for listening. Thank you, Andrew.
2: Thanks, Adam.